Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morty loves them. Morty? Oh, uh, hypothetical grandson we go on adventures with. You're one of those creeps who moves in with abandoned adult bats. It's more Whoa! You live with a version of okay, so that was that was legit. It was real. Diane died. Oh my We God. have some implications oh, to discuss. Welcome back to New Rockstars, Rick and Morty, Season 5, Episode 8, Ricternal Friendshine of the Spotless Mort, an Eternal Sunshine parody, dives deep into Bird Person and Rick's memories, giving us our clearest look yet at Rick's actual past, confirming that Beth and Rick's wife Diane were actually killed in their original universe, and possibly the theory that Rick is a grown-up Morty. Finally, some canonical implications to actually discuss for Rick and Morty. Thanks, Charlie Kaufman Logic, but for real, what the f***? <laughs> this is Rick Explained, our Rick and Morty after show where we reassemble your broken memories into an episode of something that actually makes more sense when you think about it. I'm Eric Voss, and my Easter egg breakdown of all the details you missed is coming tomorrow. Tommy Bechtold is out this week. Instead, filling in is the wonderful Jessica Clemens. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> I'm excited. Excited to talk I, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I am too. This uh, episode actually seems like, whoa, they're they're making some moves. We get some weight mm -hmm. to Rick's super stoked, history here. Super stoked to be on the saddest episode of the season so far. Um, I know. Let's get what into a bummer. It. Well, it's like this and Planetina for me. Like we're breaking oh. our hearts about Morty and now we're breaking our hearts about Rick, the, you know? Whoever wrote that episode, the writing at the end for Planetina, I went, wait, this isn't funny. <laughs> yeah, this no. is sad. I was like, this is a child dealing with our break for the first time. All right, well, Jess, oh. break down what happened this episode. Okay, let's get into it. So Rick resurrects Bird Person's body, but BP's mind is lost inside his subconscious. Rick goes inside to find BP and his scattered memories. Rick teams up with young Rick and finds BP trying to implode his subconscious to expedite his death. They revisit the memory of the Battle of Blood Ridge, which ends with BP rejecting Rick's friendship. They track down BP with Tammy and reveal that BP has a child. Now willing to live, Rick uses his own painful memories to lily pad back to the exit point. Back in reality, BP calls out Rick for only telling him about his child to save himself and ditches him. Rick goes back inside himself to hang out with young Rick in his own childhood memory, and Bird Person's daughter brawls with other prisoners in the Federation custody. It is so much that went on this episode. It yeah, I know. So Thank fun. you for distilling it because it moves so fast. It's Just so understanding what they're doing at any moment is kind of a struggle. This isn't an episode two where you can watch like, which is, uh, watch this episode that we're talking about it right now, but you also need to watch the actual episode because there's every second of it is like tangential to the entire series. Yeah. And I, you can't miss a beat. 
You can't miss a beat. Yeah, it almost is like the way Avengers Endgame in its second act just kind of revisited past MCU moments, but was like very clear when and where they were going. There was yeah. no subtlety at all. This is super subtle. It, it references the season three premiere. It uh, talks about the season one finale where they're having a house party because that's where Bird Person yes. and Tammy met. Yes. Uh, and uh, the Morty's Mind Blowers uh, device comes back. There's all these little things that like the writers had had full understanding of everything that has happened in mm -hmm. the series and just blew it all up because like uh, the band, the Flesh Curtains band uh, mm -hmm. that uh, Squanchy and Bird Person and Rick were all part of, you see the origins of that. Uh, it's pretty wild. Um, I We might talk about it. Favorite part is also just a, that we finally talk about um, Gear, whatever his name is. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, Gearhead and like, Gear Dude. We we were freedom fighters with his older brother. You think we actually wanted to hang out with him? I was like, yeah. oh, we finally get into it. We get into right. how much we just don't like him, and he's yeah. just a little brother of our right. actual best friend. We feel guilty for, you know, uh, we miss <laughs> our old friend. Kill yeah. his memory at the funeral. I know. <laughs> it was so I, funny. Oh, it's so oh, sad. God. Well, since this episode is set inside BP and Rick's actual memories, we can interpret these events as part of Rick's actual backstory. I think we have canonicity here. Uh, this series so rarely confirms anything being canon on this show, but this episode, I think they really want us to understand how this connects to Rick's backstory. And we have a sense of how Rick became the Rick that we know. Uh, I think it's pretty groundbreaking. Before we talk about that, though, one of the best ways you can support us is to check out our merch at NewRockStarsMerch.com. We have a full lineup of Suicide Squad-inspired merch this month, including our Bad Company latest Obsession shirt and a really cool King Shark Jaws mashup. Support this channel and get yourself some great swag by going to NewRockStarsMerch.com. Okay, so has Rick's past with Diane finally been confirmed? Yeah, I think we all heard correctly this episode. Rick's younger memory self calls him out for, quote, living with a version of our dead daughter. Now, Rick, back in the season three premiere, told that Ground From Light, that whole memory of Diane's death and Beth's death was uh, like a subjective bullshit that he was using to trick him. Uh, so we've never really been certain how legit that was. But by young memory Rick saying our dead daughter, he was kind of treating that as being like the default, the normal course of events of history, uh, which means those events were likely real or at least mm -hmm. close to real. There was probably something that was off about it, like the exact math that was uh, that mm -hmm. was went into his technology. That's probably what he altered about it. But I think Diane and Beth really did die. And yeah. Rick left that reality behind to some new reality where they didn't die. And I yeah. think they're leaning into this because Diane has come back since, like when Mr. Nimbus uh, this season brought her up in the season five premiere. If Diane were alive today, what would she Don't think? Don't fucking establish canonical backstory with me, you red lobster. <gasps> and then earlier this episode, when Rick enters a bar shootout with the younger Rick and a bird person versus four sci-fi Ricks, the other guy's like, killing us won't bring her back. Mm -hmm. And that was before they, they brought up the whole thing about Beth being dead. So I think that would have to be shortly after the Diane flashback um, and the alternate Rick that Rick met did have like an 80s sci-fi look. You know, he had the beginnings of a mullet. Yeah. So I think that could have been his gang that they're in the shootout with now. Uh, and now Rick in this moment is on a vengeance warpath that would evolve into his hatred of the Citadel of Ricks. Yes. And then Jess, crazy detail that I spotted this episode. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, when they revisit Squanchy's stand-up phase... <laughs> Which is so funny because <laughs> Jess and I know each other from uh, being on a sketch team. We have a lot of friends who are like doing stand up. Stop. And, like, yes. You do have to go support them. <laughs> oh, all of our friends are super funny. All of our friends talented. are good. 
Oh, well, they're um, not squanchies. They're not squanchies, <laughs> but we we do know some people who have been squanchies who go through some stand-up phase, and you just got to support them. Because it, you just got to. That part hit a little hard, but then also that that Rick line was so good of like, oh, God, I'm a memory, and I didn't have to stay in it. Like, I'm the memory <laughs> yeah. of this. Like, I'm the worst I memory. It like for nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Well, that Rick who said that has the same exact hair and specifically blue pants mm-hmm. as his Diane flashback self. And in that episode, he's like, oh, I used to wear blue pants. That was mm-hmm. a very specific era of time. So I think um, Rick might have had time to support Squanchy stand up because he just started to become friends with them in that moment. Aww. And that's often what you do with new friends is you support their, their creative endeavors more than mm-hmm. you would if someone you've been friends with for a long time, that's kind of a weird <laughs> irony paradox. Is the longer you're friends with someone, the less likely you're going to go watch their comedy show. True, true, true. Um, and more specifically, he had no wife or kid at home anymore. So yeah. we, all, we all know friends who have gone through breakups or, or tragic events, and suddenly their schedule has opened up a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, in a horrible way, but in a horrible uh, true. Way. Yeah. In a horrible way, it's valid. Now, just the episode ended with Rick as a young boy who looked a lot like Morty. He wore a yellow shirt, yeah. his pants, his hair almost was kind of Morty-esque. And the fact that he was so horny and wants to like go downstairs to peep. Like, Do you think this could be a hint to the theories out there that Morty might be growing up to become a Rick and that it's all part of a time loop or something? I don't think so. I love the, no. I love that theory because it's, it's just crazy and insane. And I love those theories that the people have been creating for Rick and Morty. I just think Rick was a whimsical child and he was happy. And if anything, we should look at it and be like, look at how happy he was and outgoing and how yeah. sad and depressed and he hates himself now. That's what we really need to look at. And that was a part that I really liked about this episode was he kept referring to the memory of his young self and being like, you are going to be me. Like, you uh-huh. are going to be me one day. Be prepared for that. Like, I don't become you. You become me. And you have all this, like, energy and happiness, but it's going to go away. It's going to deteriorate once you recognize what the real world is really there for. So I don't think it's going to be a whimsical Morty. I just, or I don't think he's going to, I just think it's there to be like, look at how sweet this boy was. Right. If anything, I, and I'm also just, like, more curious about the Diane and Beth dying situation because I love the idea from the last season that it was just like a Rick being like, you don't need your family. You need to do all this. And him being like, no, I like my family. I love them. They're pretty cool. And him being like, well, I'm going to kill you. Because it seems like a Rick thing to do, to be like selfish enough to kill his own family in a right. different timeline. He would justify so I, it as I'm liberating mm-hmm. you to make myself more powerful because the yeah. more independent Ricks that exist in the multiverse, the more powerful I become. Yeah, and there's also there's so many different versions of Rick. This could just be like, uh, not we've already done mafia Ricks, but this could be just like uh, street watching Rick. I don't know <laughs> something. It could be it could be any kind of Rick. So that's why I was like, I like the idea of that. I I think the conclusion is definitely this is why he hates the Citadel. Um, mm-hmm. it's that the it's a bunch of Ricks, and there's no Rick that he hates more than himself because his self killed his family. And so that's where I was like sticking with the entire episode of being like. What? how did they die and when are they going to find out that they're dead <laughs> i was yeah. like when are they going to figure it out oh but yeah it's that's heavy. my two cents i'm with you though on this idea of uh i don't think rick and morty are going to be revealed as the same character Mm-mm. i think there are certainly commonalities between them and the show loves exploring those ins and outs and i think the way they animated uh young mm. rick in that like i think it was deliberately meant to be like yeah he was similar to morty but in the same mm. way that like grandsons and uh, yeah. grandfathers have similar uh, ways, similar yeah. life 
stages that they go through. <laughs> Every boy was like a young, horny teenager at some point. That's you know? not hard to like, yeah. that's not hard to make up. <laughs> right, true. right. I also think that like, uh, they are exploring more how Morty is a different person than Rick. Yes, uh, and that I love it. just because they change over the course of the show, which is good, doesn't mean that what they're changing into is the exact same human mm-hmm. being. I, I think like Morty is changing to a more sophisticated Morty. Rick is changing to a more sophisticated Rick, mm-hmm. uh, and I love that. I love that they're distinct uh, personalities and philosophies because it gives the show more complexity. Um, otherwise, it would be kind of like the the bat the worst version of the theories of during Loki that. They're saying every character is a Loki variant. Like, Mobius is a Loki variant. Here's why. Renslayer is a Loki variant. Here's Mm -hmm. why. It's like, no, having diversity of philosophy and characterization is a good thing, you know? Yeah. Also, I guess the only hole I see in that theory is also, like, we have all these millions of Mortys. Are they supposed to become millions of Ricks eventually? Because right. we have all the different variations of, I think Rick is just Rick and Morty is just Morty. To play devil's advocate, I think the mm. theory that's being pitched is that in this particular case, oh, the this Morty one. is becoming okay. the Rick. Or you could say because it's a multiverse that like the only reason Mortys exist, uh, but like all of them become like branch versions mm-hmm. of themselves that don't become okay. a Rick. It's one of these things where anything could be anything, right? I can see the writers doing that eventually. I feel like the writers for Rick and Morty appease the audience so much, and I love that more than anything. Oh, we're listening to you guys. Like, we have have so many seasons left of the show. We're going to listen to you guys. So I can see them doing it eventually down the line. But I think right now I love more than anything that they're just exploring who, like, the Planetina part, I loved so much because I was just like, oh, we're giving Morty a chance. Like yeah. we we're finally giving him a chance of like love in this real aspect, and I want to see how he reacts to it. And we just take apart Rick and Mo- every time there's a separate Rick and Morty episode, I really like it because I'm like we're getting these two different people, and I get to learn more about them. Even yeah. though it's like Summer's always with Rick in those episodes, uh-huh. but I'm still like, oh, we get to know more about these people. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't happen. Just to uh, recap the new Rick history that has been confirmed by this episode, mm. just to kind of stitch together mm-hmm. what seems now to be canon about his background. So we did have a wife, Diane, and a daughter, Beth. They mm. were killed by a bomb from an alternate dimension, most likely. Uh, and then Rick avenges them by declaring war on other Ricks and becomes uh, one of the more homicidal Ricks in the multiverse. Rick, during this time, befriends Bird Person at a Burning Man fest. Uh, they start a band with Squanchy. It's called the Flesh Curtains. Uh, and then also at some point later, they mobilize into like a commando unit that ends with the Battle of Blood Ridge and Bird Person rejects Rick's friendship. Um, in some weird twist of fate, this could be an alternate uh, realities what led Rick to create the multiverse uh, because the reason why that alternate reality Rick told Rick to leave his family is kind of the same pitch that Rick was giving to Bird Person. Come with me. Explore realities where anything Mm. is possible. So I wonder if it, like, that's what led Rick, that Rick to kill that Diane and force every other Rick to be alone so that he could try to have friends to explore the multiverse with. Like, if (laughs) my intellectual equal in another turns me down, the intellectual equal in myself must say yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. That's even Rick is becoming a more depressing person and we have to yeah. recognize that. So this is something that is very valid of him being right. like, Oh, I have to search the world for a companion to yeah. the point of killing my own other companions. Yeah. 
Ooh, um, probably. But, but I do love how part of this group, part of the commando unit, was Gear Dude, who's like a cooler version of Gear Head. Uh, but we're really that was like mullet. Yeah, yeah, the mullet. Yeah, kind of a Rambo look. Um, but his uh, the only reason they hung out with him is that it was just his little brother, which is just so sad. Now, sometime later, Rick swaps into a new reality where Beth is still alive but was abandoned. So I think the idea was that Rick, in that reality, rather than being a good family man earlier on decided to leave them behind and be an absent father to them. We know that this was before because young Rick, who was in that commando unit, uh, had not yet reunited with Beth. He's like, oh, you're one of those. But he was like aware that there are other Ricks who do this. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he had decided in his older age. I think that must have been after Bird Person turned him down yeah. uh, at, the, at the Blood Ridge battle. Um, but we also know from other clues in the show's history that Rick was there for Morty's birth. There was like a picture of him holding a baby Morty and in, in like a memory, you know. Uh, and then, uh, you know, normal course of their life, Rick and Morty become partners going adventures. But at some point before Morty started going on adventures with them, he did have a previous assistant named Kyle. Mr. Nimbus brought that up. I liked your other one more. What was his name? Kyle? What? Nothing. And there is a promo for a later episode this season where there's like the, the wheel that Rick spins and Kyle is mentioned on that wheel. So I wonder <laughs> if Kyle is going to show up. We know from season the season one Rick Potion number nine episode, the C-137 mm -hmm. universe gets Cronenberg, so they got to swap into yet another one. And then a bird person marries Tammy. At the end of season two, she betrays him, reveals herself as a Federation agent. Squanchy and Bird Person die. Rick turns himself into the Federation, but ends up destroying most of the Federation and the Citadel, though apparently both rebuild. The Citadel obviously rebuilds. We weren't sure about the Federation, mm -hmm. but now it seems like the Federation is actually always around. Bird Person gets turned into the cyborg Phoenix person. That's mm -hmm. where that happens. And then that pairing returns at the end of season four, along the same time when Beth's clone returns, Space Beth. Uh, yeah. And that was from the end of season three when you learned that Beth was cloned. And then Tammy and Phoenix Person attack. Uh, Bird keeps Phoenix Person's parts and restores him as Bird Person in this episode. Mm -hmm. Takeaways are, uh, Federation's always around. Uh, Federation's never fully wiped out. And Rick really did have a wife, Diane, who died. I don't know if we'll ever see it. It's probably next season. We'll probably get, oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. We need to know Diane. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just a fun character that we could explore on the show. Um, oh, we so don't need they, to go too much into it. What if she was but... another scientist? Yeah, okay, keep yeah. going. Yeah. What if she's the one who like inspired a lot of his uh, <gasps> technological breakthroughs? Oh. I actually have another theory about where Diane could be. Um, but first, some people who helped us make this episode. Mm. Thank you to our sponsor, Keeps. Two out of three men will experience hair loss by the time they turn 35. Well, Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door in discreet packaging every three months. You don't have to leave your home, which might be necessary if the U.S. Army is surrounding your home because you destroyed the Constitution. The treatments are affordable and start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss prevention medications out there. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key, and treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast and hit up Keeps now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash rickexplain to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash rickexplain to get your first month for free. keeps.com slash rickexplain. We also want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. 
Harvard ends up Blue Chew, have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Your licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news, Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Rickxplained at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Rickxplained to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this show. This show is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all been there at some point. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line or self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available for clients worldwide. Log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or look for parking. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rickxplained. That's better. H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Rickxplained audience. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Rickxplained. All right, Jess, I mentioned Kyle. Uh, yes. We are getting to Rick's backstory. They're starting to pin down some canonical historical points. Mm. Do you think Rick's past assistant Kyle will appear this season? I hope he does. I think it will, especially if we do like a little flashback or something, we'll get into it just because it's a very funny side bit. And I, it's, it's going to be so funny. He's probably going to die. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Because he's not around anymore. Yeah. Or, he, or he quit. Like he just oh like refused gosh, it. Yeah. He put out a restraining order on Rick or something like that. He's like, I will not work for you. Or like the uh, Pirates of the Pancreas. He just starts working for someone else. <laughs> he starts working for somebody else, and Rick gets really upset. Working for Rick would be the worst thing in the world, so I bet it's going to be an episode of just, like, him being, like, struggling really hard, um, working with Morty and not liking Morty either. Um, like, I want to see, like, Rick as, like, a horrible boss or a um, a Devil Wears Prada relationship where uh, mm. he refused to give Kyle, like, a good recommendation. Like, after he left, he was just bitter to his ex-assistant and, like, has been trying to doom his career. Whatever new job he moves on to, he gives him like a shitty recommendation. Oh my or gosh. he'll probably move to another Rick. Oh, he'll just sure. find like another version of a Rick. Uh-huh. My favorite, the Yo-Yo Rick. Oh yeah. Was it? <laughs> what if he just like moves to someone like that? Well, just this season has explored the characters of Rick's AI in his car and gotten to know her, and now we meet the AI in his garage. Do you think Rick could have some other kind of AI in one of his other repeated uh, settings or devices? In his settings or device, I hope his portal gun it cannot. Oh. Um, because then it would just be leading chaos. The car episode, she went off the rails. Yeah. She was like, we're just going to go crazy. So I was like, I'm a, and then, oh my God, when she put her, she took her like memory bank and th- broke into like the lawyer's back of their head. Yeah. And just start walking around as a corpse. Ugh. I could maybe that could be a situation where she becomes more sentient, and he allows her to like be put into like a robot body. Uh-huh. Um, that would be a fun episode. But I do think she's so fun to keep that I don't want her to leave. Yeah, she <laughs> is. Yeah, 
I, I think that is a fun character. Here, here's my theory that I mentioned earlier. Mm. What if the AI in the car and the AI in the garage are both forms of Diane? I was about to say, what well, should be like Diane's voice? Yeah, you know, like that. Like we did hear Diane's voice. Maybe he has like a computerized version of her soul, and that's where the AI comes from. Is like her sentience that he's either trying to replicate mm. it, or he was actually able to capture and distill it. Uh, and now that's like how, where, who he spends all of his time with. That's why they both kind of have this adventurous spirit to them. Why the garage AI is so desperate to try to get like a corporeal form that's independent mm. of Rick is to try to break free. Oh, gross side note. What if she becomes like in love with Morty and <laughs> she does anything in her being to become in a relationship with Morty? Um, AKA goes into another sex bot. Yeah. Um, maybe personally, we don't know. I hope she's. St- I just want her to stay. This is the new character for this season that I'm glad they're bringing in. Yeah. Other than Jean, <laughs> the neighbor. <laughs> I knew we were gonna see him. They kept bringing him back up. You know, <laughs> this episode, Jean brought all the energy. He brought all the batteries and stuff. Yeah. What? Who is that? Why would he come here? I don't know what he's doing here. <laughs> poor Jean. Poor poor Jean. Well, apparently the Federation is alive and well imprisoning Bird Person's daughter. So what do you think we can expect from her in a future episode? What if she's treated like Jaguar's daughter? What if she just goes missing or she becomes in the... Okay, so like Jaguar's... Jaguar, yeah, his yeah, daughter. They were like, we killed her. But a different situation. But same mapping of just like what would happen in a, like um, in an action movie if someone was looking for their missing daughter. So what if they're using the daughter as a weapon in the Federation mm-hmm. to replace Tammy. Because what can fight another mm-hmm. bird person than a bird person? Especially a bird person that's related to this bird person. She's a child right now, but by the time bird person probably gets to her, she's going to be like a teenager, and she's just going to be like brainwashed by the Federation. But also slightly, um, slightly agreeing with like, well, you're my dad and you left me, so I don't like you either. Um, and it'll be like a really sad episode of like Bird Person can't see his daughter and she yeah. just wants to kill her dad. I love that. Um, uh, like the idea that uh, Tammy could have been a similar person, like some orphan or some abandoned kid yeah. who just gets raised by the Federation and indoctrinated with their views. I mean, uh, in a way, like this show is about fathers and daughters and the way Beth, her relationship with Rick was kind of uh, forged by his absence. Um, mm-hmm. I could see a uh, bird person's daughter being kind of what space Beth was, you know, just this mm. that might be a, like badass. the episode of Rick or even Beth being like talking to bird person's daughter and being like, you don't want to do this. Like I've been chasing my dad forever and now I finally got him and he sucks. Like you, yeah. your dad actually loves you. Please don't let this leave. But also she's a fighting machine. You saw her in prison smacking that person with a, yeah. that thing with a lunch tray and she's yeah. like five. I was like, okay. She's yeah. angry. Yeah. Yeah, she's vicious. I do like that line. Why do we put all the <laughs> violent ones together? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't make the rules. <laughs> yeah. The Federation is so stupid. Any other uh, favorite standout moments to you this episode, Jess? The squanchy comedy show. The stand-up. <laughs> yeah. The AI garage. I was yeah. so, I was obsessed with the writing for her. I was like, this is such a funny bit. And I want her to stay in it at all times. I just love the uh, using the Morty's mind blower device, mm-hmm. um, bringing it back from a point in the timeline that was the end of season one when the house party was happening and using it to suck out memories 
that you then fire back out as like grenades that open portals back into memories. And just the fact that I can say it's a lily pad back to the exit point, it's like that's such a cool way to like move your characters through a plot. And uh, this yeah. the fact that it has to be Rick's like tragic memories, in order to say goodbye to Bird Person, they has to relive some of their darker moments. Mm-hmm. I just thought My, that was uh, so cool. The fight of Blood Ridge, um, I yeah. was like I was like, oh, this gave me exactly what it was getting ready for. It kept ramping up. It was like, this is our Vietnam. And it was like, you need to get better ideals. But I I was like, the fighting scene was so fun. Okay, I guess my question is, whose side are you on, Bird Person's or Rick's? When Bird Person was like, no, if it doesn't matter, then why are you here? Right. Um. Because when I watched it, I was like, I'm on Bird Person's side. But then when Rick was, when younger Rick was like, he's a dick. Why are you friends with him? I was like. Was he being a dick? I I just thought it was genuinely like I'd be like, yeah, why are you here? Our friendship doesn't mean anything, obviously, to you since you don't think anything matters. Yeah, I um I feel like this show is kind of saying don't be on Rick's side. Uh, find your humanity and realize mm. all these people are trying to tell Rick you don't need to go too far or get too greedy with your affinity to explore the multiverse. Real just- talk appreciate what you have that's um, true that is true they are but, trying to like remember at, he's not good right but then for uh, looking at where bird person goes after that it's not like his you know life is any better for him <laughs> how he hooks up with tammy you know like i i don't know i'm i'm on rick's side ultimately okay. i think i think if bird person stayed with him uh rick's life would not have been as toxic that is true. That is 100% true. If Bird Person would have stayed with... Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Knowing Rick is Rick and Bird Person did react that way. And he still did. Like, even when Rick was like... When Bird Person was like, would you have brought up my daughter to me? I was like, no. He was trying to get you to come off of just friendship. It took him having to stoop to something much lower in order for you to leave your own mind. Like, he had to, like... I, I thought friendship would sell, too. But it didn't, I guess. Your daughter right. had to. No offense yeah. to his daughter. Well, and you know, it's one of those things where, yes, the reason I told you was self-serving. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes the ends can justify the means with these yeah. things. Like sometimes what also helps me will also help you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I didn't see anything wrong with that part. That part yeah, I was I like, yeah, yeah this can, one makes sense. We can't expect everyone to, uh, <laughs> to be completely selfless in all of our engagements. Technically, everything we do would be self-serving in a way because Mm -hmm. anytime we form a friendship uh we're not just helping out a friend you are going to be serving your own interests by giving yourself a friend to hang out with 100 percent. so i hope they don't make me choose between the two eventually but this uh, you are right They, they have been like reiterating like rick is a bad person you shouldn't be rooting for rick and it's like okay but like but all these people kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly, the only person that I like, which is sad that I can actually like be like, this is me, is Summer. And Summer's right, yeah. the worst person. <laughs> Summer's awful. <laughs> Summer sucks. So what was it? There was something she said one episode this season where I was like, why am I Summer? I was like so <laughs> mad at myself. I was like, God, I'm such a Summer and it hurts me. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's Jerry. It's like, oh, why am I oh, a Jerry? See, I'd rather be a Summer than a Jerry, though. Me too. <laughs> me too. I'd oh, my God. The episode with the demons, the hell people, uh-huh. and Jerry. 
<laughs> Jerry's uh, so pathetic. Yeah. Sorry, boss. You're not. That is Jerry me. To me. That is me. You're I, not Jerry to me. Every social engagement I go to, I'm the schmuck at the dinner for schmucks. No, you remind me more of Morty when he got his uh like non confidence taken away. Um, oh, from the so, oh the uh the toxic Morty. Um, yeah, yeah. When he got his toxic part taken out, you remind <laughs> me of confident Morty. Oh no, Wolf of Wall Street. Morty. I think I'd still rather be Jerry in that case. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, God bless this show for giving us so many characters and incarnations of characters that uh, speak to our worst selves that we can relate with. Um, well, that is it for this episode of Rick Explained. Jess, thank you so much for joining us this of week. It's so great to talk to you about this show. My Easter egg breakdown of all the little details you missed in the episode will come out tomorrow. You can follow Jess at Lulu underscore Clemens on uh which one is that is that on twitter or Instagram? it's on twitter lulu clemens everywhere i'm sure you'll find lulu me. clemens on everywhere else <laughs> sure um follow me at ea voss follow new rock stars subscribe to explain wherever you get your podcast thank you for watching and we will close with our favorite moment of the episode oh the night we met gross on my workbench squanchy used that's the- what some closets are for